My name's Jake Kerr, I'm from Black Ink, and this is podcast number five. I'm coming to you from a rainy Sunday. I thought, what better opportunity than to get some of this into fucking this and into your this? Do you understand? Makes no sense, so we get started. You know, one thing, so what happens is I get actually, at the moment, I'm getting so excited about these podcasts that I end up writing down ideas on all these pieces of paper and I leave them sitting around everywhere. And then I come to record a podcast and I get scared that I've got nothing to talk about. And then I read these ideas and I don't know which one I want to talk about. I'm like, okay, I'll talk about just these two. But the reality is, is these ideas are so fucking big and I've been thinking about them for so long that I can't cover it in just fucking oh, 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there. And that's a podcast, you know, and half the time I do this where I talk about talking about the idea. So look, let me get a little bit of agua. A little bit of hydration brought to you today by the Margaret River Chocolate Company. Thank you. Not sponsored, but you can do whatever you want with that. That's fine. So today's idea that I want to talk about, the one that's most intriguing to me on this Sunday morning, is the idea that people have this this concept of who they are, right? They think they know who they are. And that's, look, people do. It's fucking awesome if you know who you are beyond what your name is. But the thing that I find is when people give themselves these like descriptive uh, features about themselves, like for example, uh, when someone says like, oh, I have an addictive personality or I know that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that or I would be able to do that. When the reality is most people have no fucking idea what they can do. You know, they come from a wealth of not trying a lot of things and they come from a wealth of listening to other people talk about other things and then they base who they are on an idea of collective thoughts based on thin air. You know, like uh, sometimes people like, I find a lot of people these days because we're so over um, bombarded with shit that's happening on the internet and on their Instagram feed and all the rest, they kind of like shut off the possibility of things they can do because they see people either winning or losing in particular fields online and either do want to look like that or don't want to look like that. And you talk to some people who literally don't have a hobby. They don't have a sport that they do. They don't have an interest that they, you know, make active time for in their day-to-day life or, or, you know, just like once a week, maybe. They have nothing at all. And when you say to them, what are are you like doing? The answer is along the lines of, oh, well, you know, like, you know, you, you like scrolling. You like doing nothing. You like waiting until you get the opportunity to do nothing. And that's fine. But maybe have a physical fucking hobby that you like doing and also if you don't know what that is maybe don't be scared of like the process that it takes to figuring that out like I think people don't understand that the process to figuring out what you do like actually involves doing what you don't like so you get a deeper understanding of what you don't like doing and therefore you can avoid it or look for the opposite thing on the spectrum so say if you're doing say like team volleyball and you're like fuck man I love getting my sweat on I love getting sand between my toes but I fucking hate working in a team bros we're halfway there you can do something with that information or if you go to fucking indoor beach volleyball and you don't enjoy any of it you know that you can maybe look at chess you know that you can maybe look at drifting you know that you can maybe look at you know anything besides what what that is and the crazy part about that is as well people will say that they are something or they aren't something based off zero knowledge they'll say that they have an addictive personality without doing something addictive you know what i mean and then past that some people will say that they don't have an addictive personality when their hook, line, and sink are addicted to something and they call it a habit or they call it like a part of who they are. 
you know? I think the crazy part about being a human is, is we get this beautiful opportunity literally every waking moment of our life to find out more about ourselves. Sometimes we let the comfort zone become the area that we reside in our whole life so much so that we don't even realize there's a reality beyond it. And I think this, like, the reason that, I, that this is really apparent to me is because I'm realizing so many things about myself in the past six months of doing this black ink and, and like trying to figure out what e-commerce is all about and like figuring out marketing and utilizing all of these skills that I've had in the past, but putting them into a, a situation or an environment where they can actually turn into money or they can turn into a lifestyle that can let me continue doing them. And through the process, I'm realizing like, oh, I actually am an excellent marketer. I'm not, I'm well, not excellent, but I have enough skill there. I've got a base of, of marketing skill that I can build myself into a really good marketer. And marketing is a skill that is hugely translatable into money in today's day and age. And I really didn't understand that I was a, mar- I thought I was more of a personality or a character. But the reality is, I'm very good at marketing my personality and my character. And that's where the real essence is, right? Now I can cross-reference that marketing skill into selling physical products, into marketing my brand, into promoting my brand and advertising my brand and turning that into a lifestyle. Whereas before, when I was sitting there driving trucks all day and I identified as a truck driver, my mindset was that of a truck driver and I maybe peeked over the fence at little ideas here and there. And what I would do is think that I'm this particular thing that if I wasn't truck driving, I would be this other thing. And this other thing also had a fence around it. So what I took from what what I take from looking at myself as a truck driver and looking at myself as what I'm doing right now, which I don't even know, because this is the thing as a small business owner, you actually are doing everything. And like, there's only one of me. So everything that you see to do with Black Ink, I'm doing, whether it's creating the product, communicating with the customer, marketing the product, upkeeping the website, you know, furthering my knowledge in the programs that I've got to use or, or understanding programs that I'm going to use in the future. I'm, I'm doing all of that. So when I look at myself as who I am at the moment and what my capabilities are, and I look at who I was as a truck driver and what my capabilities are, I was stupidly backed with this confidence of being able to earn money doing the job that I'm doing and thinking that that was the cap of what I could understand and what I could learn. Sure, I could learn how a gearbox works in a truck, or I could learn how to pull three trailers instead of two, or I could learn how to back two trailers around a corner perfectly. But in reality, that's all only ever good if you're going to be a truck driver forever. And that's fine if you want to be that, but isn't there just a little, a little like something that goes like, fuck, what if I wasn't a truck driver? What if I was a horticulturalist? What if I was someone who held the fucking stop sign? Or what if I was a, a, a surgeon? You know, put yourself in any of those situations and you go like, well, what would I be thinking about? And more so, what would I think I'm capable of? And now when I look at what I'm doing with Black Ink, I see things that other businesses are doing and I ask myself, why is Black Ink not doing that? And the thing that stops me most of the time is experience and knowledge. And the wild thing about experience and knowledge is, in today's day and age, they're free. Experience is doing the damn thing and knowledge is YouTubing it. Knowledge is YouTubing it. You have any question in the world and you can't be bothered reading the first result on Google, you can YouTube it and you can figure out the answer. And the wild part is, if you can't figure out the answer on YouTube, you can do 10 minutes of research, figure out the answer, turn it into a video, post it on YouTube, stay consistent, do that for a year and turn that into a fucking income. That's where we live at the moment. That's 2021. That's what's going on. And the crazy part about it is people, 
You'll go out on a Friday night or a Saturday night and you have those fucking ridiculous conversations that you have when both of you are half cut trying to figure out what your name is. Oh, no, I divide. No, I couldn't smoke cigarettes, mate. I've got a bloody addictive personality. Smoke them. Get addicted to it. Figure out who you are when you're trying to wean off them. Figure out who you are when you're fiending them on a Monday morning and you wish you fucking never started. You know what? All of that sounds terrible and it does have terrible physical implications. But for fuck's sake, you're going to learn something about yourself. The thing that I appreciate about people who have had addiction have worked their way out of it. They know a side of themselves that they really should have never met. And sure, saying that you never should have met that side of yourself kind of suggests that maybe it's not the path to go down, but there is some sort of salvation in coming back from that path and realizing like, shit, this is who I am when I really want tobacco. This is who I am when I really want XYZ. It's a crazy thing to understand that within, you know, within every single experience you can have, whether it's positive or negative, there is a there is a piece of information there for you that's specific to you. And that you can take away from that. And not only can you keep it as something for yourself, but you can cross-reference that into other situations and learn more about yourself. And this is like fucking digging a hole at the beach. Once you start, you realize you could just dig a hole that's the whole size of the beach. You're exactly the same. When you start figuring things things out about you, you realize that you are an infinite universe of truths waiting to be figured out. And I don't want to sound all la-di-da like I fucking smoke too much of the herb. But what I am trying to say is, don't be scared of what you are capable of and don't be scared of the things you you can find out about yourself. And sometimes when like, this is the thing, living intuitively, which is something I like to kind of boast about. That's what I do. I listen to my gut more than I listen to my head. Sometimes it gets me in trouble, but most of the time I find that it will point me in the direction that I'm meant to be heading. And if I find myself in a situation where I'm like, I wish I hadn't have turned that corner. I wish I didn't make that decision. I wish I didn't live to, I listened to my gut. I get three months down the track and I realize it was the best decision I could have made. It's crazy. But also, okay, how's this? I had this thought. Um, it's not a full thought, so stick with me. So people say that, you know, I'm glad that, you know, if this hadn't happened, then that hadn't have happened and I wouldn't have ended up here and I wouldn't have ended up meeting your mother and rah, rah, rah. So everything happens for a reason. But the thing about everything happening for a reason, this is interesting. If it had have happened another way and you were looking back with retrospect with, 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 with whatever you know, was going to happen based on that, you know, instead of turning left, you turn right. And everything happens based off that thing happening to another reality, to another outcome. You could look at that retrospectively and say, well, if all of this didn't happen, if I had to turn left instead of right, then none of this would have happened. Motherfucker, something has to happen. When you came to the fork in the road, you had to go left or you had to go right or you had to turn around and go the other way. Because even if you went the other way, you're still going to build a story. So when I hear that everything happens for a reason, I mean, sure, everything happens for a reason. Sure, everything happens for a reason. But fuck, man, if that reason didn't happen, it just would have been another one and you would have romanticized what came out of that as the thing that was meant to happen, right? So I, yeah, I know it's sometimes when you have these massive thoughts that even I don't quite understand, it's hard to cross-reference them with each other and make sense of everything. But the great part is, is I've got the rest of my life to make sense of it. And the even better part is if I never understand it, it still doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? It still doesn't matter. But going back to it, I feel like another element of people saying that they have these particular uh, like uh, ideas about themselves. The crazy part is, is people will build whole sections of their life 
based on this idea about themselves that is not backed by anything other than an idea that came up from hearing someone else talk about something. It's kind of like hearing someone saying like, oh yeah, my brother's got ADD and he's fucking all over the place and rah rah. Like, oh, well I have a, I'm all over the place all the time. I must have ADD. Or maybe you just go to sleep with the television on. Maybe you have too much sugar in your diet. Maybe you're addicted to tobacco and you don't realize that the reason you're crazy all the time is because subconsciously you're craving nicotine and you don't realize that you're not as crazy just after you smoked a cigarette because you feel good because you smoked a cigarette because you're addicted to them. And now you think that you're ADD. And now you're at the doctor's office. And now you're getting Dexies. And now you're doing Dexies all the time. And now you're addicted to amphetamine on a, on a minor scale and addicted to tobacco and you're still crazy all the time. You know what I mean? You can build a whole fucking building on a house. You can build a whole house that's built on sand and that sand is hearing that your mate's brother's got ADD. Now look, I understand it's just an analogy. It's just an example. But that's the reality of how people build their whole, their whole life. You know? The same thing goes as like, again, I'm going to fucking steer off the track here and you and me are just going to click this bitch into four-wheel drive and you're going to stay with me. Okay? Stay with me. I need you to keep your right hand on the steering wheel, left hand on the gear stick, and just fucking stay with me. You got your seatbelt on, we're strapped in, here's what's going to happen. Your parents bought their first house for $35,000 and they had it paid off in five or 10 years, right? And then they did that when they were early 20s and now you're early 20s. And now you go and buy a house because you want to do the thing. And you know where this is going. Everyone's, you know what? I'm going to pretend like you haven't heard this argument, okay? You're going to do this because. The bloke who lives next door to you, early 20s, just bought a house. He's also got the fucking, the new Colorado or the new Land Cruiser or whatever. So you're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, he's making it work somehow, you know. And your parents, your parents are kind of always said, you know, figure out your career. You, you need something to fall back on. Maybe get an apprenticeship, do all the rest, blah, blah, blah. Go buy yourself a house. The earliest start, hey, look, by the time you're my age, you're not going to be getting the pension. And the pension's going to be fucking a lot less than what it is right now. You're not going to be able to pull your super, right? All of these things, Why? Because their parents did it, and their parents didn't, and so on, right? So we have this tradition of like, right, buy young, get yourself some property, get yourself some assets, rah, rah, rah. And the reality is it doesn't quite work anymore because we're building it up off a foundation of shitty knowledge, right? So I don't want to get too much into the numbers because as soon as it turns into numbers, people love getting political about it. But real basically, if you break down on a granular level the day-to-day life of owning say $300,000 worth of debt, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, you want to you wanna piece together the idea that, you know, 50% of marriages these days, and that's an old statistic, 50% of marriages don't last. So what does that mean? You, to do this, you either need to be extremely good with your money since the day you started earning it at, let's say, 15, 16. You then need to take that money and save as much of it as you can, get a deposit, use that deposit, like I'm talking like 20%, you know, I'm talking $60,000 of a $300,000 house. You need to have 60 grand, but not only you're happy to save, but throw down on that house and not have that savings anymore. And for anyone who's ever had any serious money amount of saved, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you save $20,000 to go and buy a car, there's nothing better than watching that fucking money stack up. The worst day you're going to have is the day you have to give it away to someone and you have to look at that car and find the same value in it. Right and know that in fucking ten minutes time it's worth eighteen, and in twenty minutes time it's worth fifteen. Right, so let's pretend you're gonna, you know, you you started saving all your money. You're sixteen, you're seventeen, eighteen, nine, twenty, you're twenty-three now. You got your sixty thousand dollars. You want to put all that money down, and then now you're making your fucking repayments to pay this bitch off. You're making twelve hundred dollars a week, and you're putting six hundred bucks a week on this thing. You're not investing any money because why would you? You got your super, you got your living expenses. You're still trying to have a social life. You're still trying to do all the things. You get a misses, right? 
Now she's putting money into it as well, or she's not putting money into it, whatever, or, uh, you fall in love, whatever that means. You hang out long enough that you can't imagine life without each other, right? Right? Then, because all her friends are getting married and having kids, she wants to get married and have kids. So you get married and have kids. So let's just say you get married. Let's say you have no dependents. You've just got a dog that you're going to fight about later, right? 50% of people are breaking up around you, right? And let's just add into the add into this whole thing that maybe your parents or maybe her parents, you're also from a broken home. Maybe one of those sets of parents didn't last. So, so far, we're building this idea about having a house and getting married and all the rest just off the fact that people have done that in the past, that that's the thing to do, right? And now you're going to be looking at the potential that, you know, this chick that, you know, like four out of seven days you get along. Four out of seven days. As soon as that turns into three, divorce comes up on the cards. And as soon as divorce comes up on the cards, there's heaps of questions that you've got to answer. Who gets what? How much is worth what? How much of your character does she build and is therefore deserving the rights to how much of your financial worth that she should have, right? So now we're talking about a totally different reality to buying a $35,000 house and having it paid off in 10 years' time, right? And we're building this idea, this idea that is now a massive part of your life. Debt, any debt, is a massive part of your life because from the moment you wake up in the morning, you owe someone money. So if you can make $100 or $200 in that day, you know that you're giving 60 of it away. Shit, you're giving 30 or 40 to the government. Now we've got to give 50 or 60 of it away to this to this thing just so that we've got somewhere to sleep in between having the job, you know? So all of this is built up on an idea of normalcy, I guess, or an idea of that's what you do because everyone does it. And now all of a sudden you look across at the neighbor and he's blowing with his missus, right? You look across two months later and the Colorado's gone. He's driving a clapped out 05 fucking Hilux, two point something liter. Hey, great vehicle. Don't get me wrong. Probably not as good as the Colorado though. Just saying. So I feel like on a granular scale, you know, sometimes we let ourselves get away with these crazy characteristic ideas about ourselves, and they haven't been pressure tested. They haven't been pressure tested at all. And then sometimes on the far end of that analogy, we find ourselves in such a tight pickle because we just thought we were doing what we were right without testing it. We built this idea of what, what our character is. I'm a homeowner. I'm someone making all the right moves. I'm someone who has the new car. I'm someone who has a comfortable couch in my beautiful home. And you know nothing else about yourself except you have all these things, which in their finest point is just debt. It's just debt, you know? So I find sometimes I like to even like, I've been talking a lot about characteristics and personality traits that have to do with like, you know, kind of like real world things. You talk about debt, that's a real world thing. And like some, it's, it's easy to relate things that have relatability to a, fi- to a fiscal or like a, a monetary status. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm an addictive person. So I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm someone who owns a house. So therefore I've got, rah, rah, rah. I think the real interesting part about finding out who you are and really like being able to understand your character, this thing that you're owning for your whole life, you know, this thing that you're pushing out energy, words and, and actions and all the rest into the world like the fun part about figuring about that is is figure out the things that don't matter you know do you like being in the rain see like that's a great example when you're in the rain the problem is you're getting wet and the idea about wearing clothes is ideally they're meant to protect us keep us warm and give us a bit of privacy and as soon as they get wet they lose two of those abilities 
But the crazy part about being in the rain is it's a fucking sensual overload. You've got rain coming from seemingly nowhere out of the sky and it's landing on you in any order it wants to. The thing that determines where the land rains is where the fuck it came from minutes ago in the sky and now it's landing on your face. You know what I mean? You can't turn a tap off and stop it. You can't do anything about it if you've got to get from here to there and you don't have an umbrella or a hood. you just got to get wet. And the crazy part about it is you actually have the freedom to go and stand in it and feel the rain, right? And the thing about like giving yourself an opportunity to figure out whether or not you like feeling the rain on yourself, there's this massive door of going like, well, if I like standing in the rain, what the fuck else do I like doing that I just had no idea about, right? How cool is it to think that like a lot of my friends... I don't want to get into relationships as much, but I do want to get into the idea of like uh, connections with people. And I feel like sometimes even just friendships, people will go, you know, massive fractions of their life. They'll go a third of their life or a half of their life hanging out with people that don't serve them. And I don't mean serve them as in like actually give them something. I mean, they might give everything they expect or anticipate from a relation, from a friendship to someone and never receive it back. And the problem isn't even with the friend who's not giving it back. The problem's with you because you didn't figure out what you needed to be sustained in a friendship. And that can be applied into a relationship as well. You know, sometimes people don't realize the shitty feeling that they get hanging out with the people they like is because they're actually disliking themselves in a certain essence because they're not getting what they feel they need from that friendship. And that comes from not playing indoor volleyball at least once. That comes from not sitting down and playing chess with someone old. That comes from not going and fucking singing in the rain some song that you don't even like. You know? That's what that comes from. That comes from not trying the job that you thought you would hate. That comes from, you know, not driving the shitty car around for two years before you went and bought the car that you wanted. That comes from not doing the thing that you want to do and doing the thing that you really want to do and you stop yourself from doing. That's cool, man. But don't blame them. Don't be upset about it. Don't point at them. That's really rude. I hate when people point at me, eh? I mean, do it, but fucking don't do it. And I think... You know why? Because these cans are tiny. And anything less, you're fucking kidding yourself. Well, I'm going to take a little sip. It's like a coffee. No, it's cold. Just do it. How crazy are those... Um, Have you seen the vodka seltzer cans? And they're this size... They're crazy. They got a standard drink in them. You can drink them in three mouthfuls and they fuck you up. Dude, I don't even drink and I like drinking them. It's crazy. How's that? The irony of me recording this in a bar and I don't like, no shit. So I went out last weekend and I drank, I don't know, all the piss. And that's probably like the fifth or sixth time that I've drunk seriously this year. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. And I do this in a bar. You know why? Because I can. Because I fucking can. And I don't have anywhere else cool to do it. So this is it for now. But yeah, the idea that, that you know, full circling this right back around, the, people, the, the idea that people know who they are, and the crazy part is, the idea that people know who they are in their 20s is crazy. I'm 28 years old and I'm just finding that, like, I'm starting to get to a point where I can just kind of fully understand concepts. Like, everything up until now was building all the pillars of ideas of what it is to be human and what it is to be Jake and what it is to be a man and what it is to be a boy and what it is to be human. I think I already said that. And now I'm getting to a point where I can kind of rope all of those together 
And when I look at that retrospectively and from a greater angle, when I look down upon my thoughts and I look down upon who I am and what I'm doing, I realize that I'm right at the start of the race. And like three years ago, I thought I was winning the race and I was like two thirds of the way through it. It's like you hit 30 and then you just maintain. I feel like you hit 30 and you're like, right, what am I doing? You know, like I feel like in a, in a strange way, I feel like I could not have done anything that I'm doing now any earlier because it, I literally would have had more success playing with Lego. You know what I mean? It's only now that I'm putting things together that I feel like I'm, I'm really like, I can have an idea and turn it into its physical its physical equivalent and I can do it with like efficiency and I can do it with style and I can do it with flair because I actually have some character to put behind it because I've spent so much time asking myself questions and putting myself in situations and being comfortable and being uncomfortable. And, you know, like... I think one thing is like embodying your potential and like embodying understanding that the thoughts that you have that are in the wildest section, you know, your wildest thoughts, they can be your real thoughts and that can be really you. That can be your character. You can be a bad motherfucker if you want to be a bad motherfucker in whatever context you're, you know, you imagine, right? You know, what one of my goals with Black Ink and this isn't the whole soul goal. This is like, this is a, this will be a really cool um, byproduct of what I'm trying to do is I want to be a millionaire, right? I want to be a millionaire. Everybody wants to be a millionaire, but I feel like one of the major things, and this is one of those things when you read books about becoming a millionaire or, or gaining the mindset of being a millionaire, the crazy part is, is once you're a millionaire, things become like, you have to think of things like a millionaire. You can't think of things like a poor person up until the point of being a millionaire and then you become a millionaire, you kind of have to make the millionaire choice. Sorry, that come from the massive drink just before. You kind of have to make choices now and prioritize your thinking now like a millionaire and get going, you know? And when you translate that into like, you, you know, you might be, you know, uh, 25 and going like, fuck, I wish I got into dirt bikes when I was younger you're allowed to go and buy a dirt bike, save the money, buy a dirt bike, buy a shit dirt bike and learn mechanically how to service it, learn how to ride it, learn how to kick a bike over for the first time, understand what it means to come off, understand what it means to recover, do all the shit and then in five years time, you can be a fucking brilliant rider. But it was only in your wildest thoughts that you think you could be someone who rides motorbikes. You know, like the difference between you being a motorbike rider and not being a motorbike rider is the thought that it takes to go and get the motorbike and start doing the damn thing. You know, and then the idea that we would ever hold ourselves back in a way that I could never do that because of X, Y, Z, you know, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, oh, I could never ride a motorbike because, you know, I've fucking never really been too good with balance on two wheels. Well, fucking get better. Oh, I could never go to indoor beach volleyball. I get anxious. Yeah, that's called being a human. You know, the first time you do things, you're allowed to be fucking terrible. Actually, you're allowed to you're allowed to like sink into being terrible. You're allowed to embrace being terrible. You can go there and just have fun because you don't know what you're doing. You know, Ari Shafir once said, the first draft of anything is meant to be shit. You know, when I find myself, when I used to do my creative writing, I got into this mindset that I, whatever I was going to write had to be perfect because it was pen on paper and you can't take pen off, right? And that taught me two things. It taught me to really think about what I was going to say before I said it 
but it also taught me to fucking just let go and let it happen because no matter how hard you try, if this is going to be perfect, you're going to have to do it again, you know? So it gave importance to the first time you do something, but it also takes the importance away from it so you can just do it. So you can just do it. And like, this is the crazy thing. Like, I feel, I feel right now, right, like, what this is, is like recording this right now. I don't believe that this is good, but I allow it to not be good. I allow it to be what it is so that I can let it turn into something. I let myself do whatever now so that I can look from a category of all the shit that I tried, pick out the things that did work, put them together and package that for the future. I don't, you know, right now I don't see myself as someone who's starting a podcast. I see myself as someone who's done 150 of them, 150 of them or 200 of them, and I'm just fucking throwing my shit to the wall. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know. I see myself as the millionaire podcaster already so that I can be the podcaster I need to be now. And then I tie that in with the fact that the first draft is terrible. That's all good. It's fine. No one's watching this. It's just you and me. You know, and when I say you and me, I mean the person in the fucking screen right now looking back at me, which is me. You know, it's fucking almost psychopathic to do what I'm doing right now. But look, I feel embracing the first draft of anything as the first draft is powerful. You know, it lets you, I'm just going to repeat myself now, you know, it lets you just fucking have fun. It lets you have fun. Look, give me one second. What do we got? I covered that. Oh, yeah. That was interesting. Actually, I wrote something down here. Dude, this is fucking wild. I was talking to my mum the other day, and she was saying, what do you watch on TV? And this is interesting, right? So I live in a caravan. It's super hard to get free-to-air t- television. I'm a little behind the, cur- behind the scenes here. So with um, the setup that Larissa and I have in the caravan... I have a 12-volt TV, which, by the way, if you have a caravan and you need to get a 12-volt TV, don't pay the caravan TV prices. They're like $500 for a TV that's fucking this big. You go to fucking Harvey Norman or Retrovision, and their cheapest TVs all have a 12-volt option, so you can plug them into a cigarette lighter. You can just hardwire that bitch into a battery, and it'll last forever. Like, if we have a power out, if we don't have 240-volt power to my caravan, we still run the TV and the lighting system and everything right as rain. And they use they use fucking nothing, you know what I mean? Anyway, let's stay on track. So to keep it 12 volt, I needed to have a way of... Um, I'm going to explain my electric system in the caravan real quick. It's all good. But yeah, I wanted to have a way that I could continue to uh, watch um, movies and stuff so that we didn't rely on power at all. So I had to get a Google Chrome fucking, you know, Google Chrome, the mini I think it is that powers itself off the HDMI plug so you didn't have to have a 240 plug-in like a Apple TV or something. So we can run everything off 12-volt power and still have Netflix, but we have to have like a second phone and the Google Home, Google Home shit receiving the internet from somewhere and the TV receiving the internet and then tell the Google Chrome phone, sorry, the Google Home phone what we want to watch through another phone and then that fucking puts it up there. Getting back to the story... So my mum asked me what I watch on TV. Now, I watch like three shows on repeat. And that's it. Only three. I watch like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I watch The Office. And I watch Peaky Blinders on repeat. Sometimes I go to an episode just in the middle of fucking nothing. And like The Office is terrible because I'll watch 
the first 20 minutes of one episode and then the next time I watch it, I'll watch the fucking last six minutes of an episode, six episodes from then because I fell asleep with an ear pot in my ear and it just kept playing. You know what I mean? Because I don't have that bitch. It just keeps playing for me. Are you still watching? Hey, hey, look, I don't have a real job. Of course I'm still watching, you know? So when, uh, and, and, and like mum was like, oh, you should watch this, you should watch this. It's like fucking cool story, mum. I don't like watching new things. And oh, it's actually got a, the, the, I think the reason that I don't like watching new things is actually unbeknown to me right now. It's all good, but I do have a couple theories. I like knowing what's going to happen in the narrative when it comes to being entertained through a screen. I don't like not knowing what's going to happen purely because my mind is so busy at the moment with black ink and with what my next step is in my life because I have this weird thing called freedom that comes with owning a business and doing what you enjoy doing. You kind of just, with no effort at all, you're always thinking about what the next thing I can do. What's the next thing? that? How can I, how can I better my podcast? Or how can I make a better product? Or how can I get better at design? How can I understand how to make websites better? What, what do I need to do to understand NFTs? You're always doing all this stuff. And I find that when I'm watching a movie, especially a movie over a TV series, I spend so much time thinking about how they made the movie. And I spend so much time thinking about how they can possibly finish it or where this might go or whether that person is the one who's actually the killer. Or I spend so much time that it, it exhausts me to a point that I actually get angry at the movie. Right. And I think part of like not wanting any outside narrative interaction or any like, I don't want any kind of um, deviation from my path because my mind takes things so seriously that I end up dreaming about them and I end up like imagining what would I would do if I was the main character. And the crazy part about it is since I kind of through like through default, I had to do this anyway because we didn't have free to air TV. And, you know, strangely, when you had free to air TV as a kid, there seemed to be always something that you want to watch at some time. There was something you could kind of put up with. And now we have Netflix, Stan, uh, Disney Plus, fucking Pornhub, everything. And like, there's never anything to watch that you want to watch. You know what I mean? There's never anything that really fucking like, oh, I'm fanging to watch this. You know what I mean? Or like, unless they release a new episode of Rick and Morty or a new season of Peaky Blinders. And again, I'm just going back to shit that I've already watched. You know? Um, when I like found myself by default unable to to watch you know new shows or whatever i found that having a gap between then and when i did start watching shows again is almost like when i like i watched a new movie the other night and i've it annoys me because it was a bad movie to begin with and then i thought about how bad it was for the days that followed it you know and i don't have enough spare time sitting in a truck changing gears to waste thinking about a movie that i watched so therefore, I watch things that allow me to keep thinking about other things because I kind of know what's going to happen or I kind of know the direction or I understand the character development and the sort of joke that they're going to make in the time that they're going to make it, you know? And I guess you could zoom out from all of this and say, well, the simple fact that I break things down the way that I do while I'm watching it, blah, 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 kind of makes me the right person to be a creator because I'm someone who is always conscious and thinking about the creation method and where the creation can go. You know, so I, I like to believe that in this life, there's two types of people. There's like people who produce things and there's people who consume things. And you can kind of cross over into the other category for a little bit. But in reality, you're either someone who makes or someone who observes. And I feel like when you're in the making, when you're a producer, someone who creates these things, 
the you have to be very careful about the input because you don't want to be deviated from your kind of genuine what's up you know what i mean you don't want to be taken off like if you're like if you're someone who likes straight lines and then you get into this world of like observing squiggly ones it's like you start thinking like fuck man a straight lines the go and it's like yeah man straight lines are you that's what you're it's your thing, you know what I mean? And yes, I know you can say, hey, didn't you just spend all this time saying being uncomfortable and don't fucking remain in your comfort zone? Yeah, but also, like, it's kind of like me getting all amped up about building a fucking race car when I'm balls deep in making t-shirts, you know? It's like, kind of like, allow yourself to, to understand your lane and stick in your lane creatively and then do that lane as good as you possibly can, you know? But... Yeah, I just thought that was interesting, the fact that like I've actually broken down in my mind the fact that I don't like watching other TV shows and other movies for that very reason. And also, like the the idea that people will finish a shit movie because like, oh, well, I've started it, so I guess... Bro, you went to the gym twice and didn't finish that. Why the fuck are you finishing a movie you don't like? You know what I mean? Like, how much evidence do you need that a movie's not any good? The acting doesn't get any better, you know? Like, the acting shit at the start, bro, they put the best stuff at the start. They put the best stuff at the start. If you're bored in the first 15 minutes, if it doesn't have any sign of, any kind of hook in it, you're just going to end up hating yourself in the future. And if you don't hate yourself, you should, you know, because you let yourself have your time wasted. Hey, all good. Up to you. Fuck you. You know what I mean? But damn, sugar-free Red Bull is like fucking with two condoms on, hey? I mean, sure, it's there, but it's never going to keep you awake. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. And then, like, I guess the cool part about not watching movies and all that, and then when you do eventually watch a really good movie, like, you know this is going to be a banger. Or, or kind of like I found the other day when, when a new Rick and Morty episode was released, like, it allowed me to kind of really just relax into being taken for a ride. Like, it let me, it let me take on new concepts and all that because in a certain way, I guess I knew like having some sort of character understanding because you've had so much character development in the previous three seasons or whatever. And you get to a point where you're like, okay, well, I, I know this is going to kind of happen or that's going to kind of happen and you let yourself go in that direction. I think when you watch a completely new movie, when someone's like, bro, this movie's crazy. Oh, I'm watching No Country for Old Men at the moment. And the cool, like 20 minutes at a time, like I do any good movie. It's a two and a half hour movie. This bitch will take me a month to complete. You know what I mean? Because I watch 20 minutes every three days. I know the math doesn't work up. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool to let yourself completely embrace that movie because it is a rarity, you know, because I don't watch movies very much. It's like letting myself, you know, like you realize in that first opening scene, like, oh, damn, the the producer of this movie is so aware of this particular element or that particular like way of doing things that I know I'm going to be kind of pulled into this movie and they have a really good, a really good, uh, a really good effect of like making me wonder through this particular way of, of, of filmmaking, then I can let myself fall for this person's trap. I can let myself be a, a, a pure consumer of this person's creation, which is, it's super cool when you don't let yourself do that. And then you find something worth doing it for, then it kind of gives it meaning and it gives you purpose in watching it. And it makes you feel like you're not wasting your life watching some fucking you know what I mean? Spider-Man 9 or something. I don't, I, don't need, I don't know. See? I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. 
Also, just a bit of housekeeping. So I rave on about liking and subscribing. Please do that. Do me a favor. Even if you don't like this podcast, share it on your Facebook. Share it on your Facebook, please. Um, It's kind of crazy that I've got a... a, Let let me tell you a little something that's been going on. So I've got this friend, and I'll, I'll say who it is at the end. I've got this friend who has this amazing talent, right? And they've decided to do something with this talent. And now they're doing something with this talent. And the crazy part about it is they do something with this talent like once every six weeks or once a month or once every three weeks, whatever it is. I've got a fucking life. I don't keep up. But that's the point. It's so far spread out that there's time in between it. And the part that I don't understand is who's got so much spare time in their life? Who's got so much confidence in how much time they've got left that they can afford to do this thing that they find fun and that is their talent just every now and then? It's every now and then. Like if if that was me, or if I'm me, I do this shit every day. And like I do this every day because I'm running out of time. I don't have time to waste. I don't have time where I can go like, oh yeah, I've got that talent that sits in the back corner. It is what it is. You know? I don't let excuses like, oh, I've got to afford groceries and I've got to I've got to fucking buy fuel get in my way of doing the damn thing, you know? Because the damn thing is it's it's actually really close to just living and being you. You know? So if you let something that isn't you get in the way of you being you, then what's it all for? What's the end result? So one day you can say that you kind of dabbled with your talent, but it didn't quite do anything so that you can put your blame on blame onto someone else because someone didn't find you or whatever it is. Fuck that man. Do everything you possibly can, right? Do everything you possibly can. And then in turn, I find now that when I see people doing everything they possibly can, whether I'm a fan of them or their work or either one of them or neither one of them, it doesn't matter. You can't help but support them. Man, someone doing something with their fucking, with their heart is sexy. You can't help but like laugh when they laugh because you're like, I know this is coming from a place of like, this shit's deep. You know what I mean? Like I bleed black ink. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. And the crazy part is like people will probably find somewhere in themselves to not like me. And I probably do have haters out there that I don't know. And the part that drives him insane is that I'm not stopping. You know, my face is probably annoying to look at, but it keeps popping up. You know, they fucking block me and then their friends post pictures with me as well. God damn. God damn. It's going to get to a certain point where it's like, I don't like him, but he's undeniable. And the thing that I don't understand is if you've got something that gets your dick hard, that makes you excited, why don't you do it every day? Why don't you be so damn good at, why don't you spend time just picturing yourself being the best person in the world at just that? Just that. So even if it doesn't happen, you've seen it in your mind. You know what I mean? Is that fair to say? Why don't you spend 15 minutes a day doing just that thing just for you? And if you're serious about it, why don't you spend another 15 minutes figuring out how you can make it make money for you? You know, I said at the beginning of this episode, if there is a question that you have that you can't YouTube the answer to, shit, why don't you find out? You ask a question, it's got some interest to you to begin with, why don't you make that your thing? Tell them you don't have half an hour a day to record some shit on an iPhone just like I'm doing right now and piece it together on some free app that you can download and chuck it up on YouTube for free and see what happens, you know? Turn that into the thing that that bloody consumes you. Embody whatever that is. And if you've already got that, like, this this kind of, the, the first half of this podcast was talking about finding the thing that you like doing through doing things that you don't like doing. Shit, if you've got a talent and you enjoy doing it, you're more than halfway there. 
you're more than halfway there. Because the reality is once you've got the skill and the idea that you like doing it and the talent to back it up as well, doing the hard work isn't hard work because it's just doing the thing. It's only the first step towards actually doing it that's difficult. You know what I mean? Like I find that the hardest part of this whole podcast, as I've said, is setting up the camera, getting the mic ready and sitting here and getting the dog on my lap. Once I'm talking, it's been 44 minutes. You know what I mean? It's been 44 minutes and I haven't had a breath yet. Think about that. It's, by the way, it's Ezra, who's just released his, uh, his newest single comeback. And bro, I like, <laughs> this is funny. I was saying to him, because he goes, you know, what, what, what do you think of this? And I was like, man, let, let me put it very simply, right? When I rap Eminem in the mirror to myself, I hear someone who is trying to rap. When I listen to you rap, I'm hearing someone who raps. The difference between you and I is, and the difference between fucking everyone who tries to do, who, like, especially like, you know, you meet some dude at a party, he's like, yeah, I'll fucking rap, and he raps, and he sounds like an Aussie rapper. And the problem is with Aussie rappers, we're nasally as fuck, and we're kind of annoying. You know what I mean? Unless you were the, I don't know what their names are, fucking Lilo and Stitch or whatever, that started 15 years ago, and everyone knows you as the Aussie rapper, then you're pretty much fucked. Oh, chilling at 420 is fucking gangster, though, like... I don't know. I feel like he doesn't even sound... He might sound... Oh, it doesn't matter what I say. People are going to hate me with that comment. So the thing about Ezra is like... I like He's undeniable to me in my mind. And I feel like, you know, if we, if we reflect back on something I said earlier, if he sees himself as the millionaire rapper, as someone who's already done it and then just does everything that he needs to do now that he wish he did in five years' time, it's undeniable that he will end up in that spot. You know, you've got the talent, you've got the skill, you've got the energy to do it. You're young. You figure this out before you're fucking 20. Bro, what are you doing? Go do it. Go do it. Let it be the thing that, that ruins all the things in your life that you don't need because you were busy doing this. You know, it's that simple. It's that simple. He's kind of got the jump on everyone because he doesn't have this thing of like, oh, what, what, what do I like doing? Bro, you like rapping. Not only do you like rapping, you now have all the tools in front of you. You got the the foundation foundation laid of people knowing that like they identifies you as someone who was a musician. It's like, bro, you may as well just go flat out now because if you don't, I feel like you're going to be real upset with yourself in the future that you didn't. We have so much time, but it's also running out. Ah, well, look, I'm gonna fucking sign out. Before I do, if you've made it this far, thank you. Please do me a favor, share this to your Facebook page, say something nice about me. You don't even have to say something nice about me. Just share it. Just say nothing at all. Just so people see it. Just so those haters out there see my face again. You're helping me out a little bit. Also, I'm sending out free sticker packs at the moment. Now, the free sticker packs, they've got, they're just a little care package from me. You know what I mean? And all you have to do is DM me an address I can send them to. Don't send me your home address if you're not comfortable with that. Send me your work address, whatever it is. And I'll just send them bitches out to you anywhere in the world. You want some stickers? I'll send them to you. Now, obviously, this lives on the internet forever. So I'm going to give this... Um, I plan on being huge by the end of the year. So look, if you're listening to this anytime before September 2021, I'll fucking do it. And if you're a good enough friend, I'll do it after September 21, 2021. Actually, I'll probably still do it anyway because I plan to be huge. But we've spoken enough about me. Look, do me a favor, like and subscribe. Drop me a comment. Tell me what you do like about this podcast. Tell me what you don't like about this podcast. And um, yeah, I'll fucking, I'll see you next one. Podcast 5, signing out, bitches. Eee!